Welcome to another episode of What Would Juan Say? In this case, we're going to be talking about relationships that are all of a sudden in, let's say, danger of uh, going through a breakup or possible breakup. Also, people that are thinking about cheating on their partner, people that are cheating on their partner, people that just discovered they're being cheated, and people that also are trying to get past this uh, situation. So that's what we're going to be covering today in this podcast. I also want to remind you to follow me on social media on What Would Juan Say in Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you follow my Facebook page, like, share it if you think someone else can benefit from it, and leave any comments that you want or suggestions for other upcoming podcasts. So let's start with why do we cheat? Why do we tend to cheat on our partner before we let that person know that the relationship is not going as planned? That maybe we're not happy. We're, uh, you know, there's things that are frustrating us. Uh, it could be many, many different reasons why people cheat. And I started talking to people uh, through my podcast and on the Facebook page. And it looks to be that uh, it's it's kind of like a pattern that I started seeing where most people didn't have the courage to harm the other person by letting her know or him know that you're about to cheat on your partner. You rather do it and you start by doing it once and then you do it a second time and a third time until it becomes a habit. And then you start using the excuse of, well, it's because I don't want to hurt my partner. I don't want to hurt her. I don't want to hurt him. So I don't know how to bring it up, but yet you keep on doing it and you keep on doing it so much that it, it gets to a point where for some people it became frustrated because now you're, you're not even happy with that because you come home and maybe you're all stressed out. You're not happy. And at the same time, when, when you're with this other person, you're stressed out because it's, you start getting more and more involved. And my first thing is, why if we put so much effort into getting that person to want us in the first place to fall in love with us? Why don't we put some of that effort, at least a little bit, into making things either work out or just breaking up with that person? Because a lot of times when you tend to cheat on someone, you take away part of their life. There's a lot of people that don't recover from this. And that's when you start hearing uh, people say, I used to be this way. A few years ago, I used to be happy. I used to smile. I used to be more confident. I used to speak out, but not anymore. And I think that's unfair because, yes, you're, you're responsible for your own life, for, for how you live it. But at the same time, you're responsible for your partner in a certain way. And you need to think about that. If you're cheating on someone right now about to cheat, think of that. A lot of the times the damage that you, that you do to that person by cheating as opposed to maybe, I wouldn't call it directly damage, but uh, the sadness that you put that person by letting her know or him know that the relationship is not working out, it's totally different. Yes, it won't feel that good, but believe me, at least you're not taking a, a part of that person's life because that happens very often 
And imagine how many relationships normally you go through that by the time you're maybe in your fourth, fifth relationship, and I'm talking even relationships since high school, let's count those as well. Each one of them starts either building you up or building you down. And by the time that that maybe you meet the right person, you can't deliver at 100% what you were meant to give that person because now you have resentment. Maybe you're, you don't have enough confidence. You don't speak out. Uh, there's many things that hold you back from who you really are. So if you're cheating on someone or planning to do it, just think about that. And it's better if you just are honest with your partner and let him or her know that it's not working out. But at the same time, that's the easy route. Because let's go a step back from that. Before you even get to that, you should really try to work on your relationship. Think about how it started, how you felt, how happy you were from the first time that that person told you that uh, she was interested in you, for example. That first text or call that you got from that person, the first night that you went out with that person, how you felt, all of those emotions you felt. And a lot of, a lot of the times we tend to forget that. And it's easier for that, for us just to throw the towel and say, well, it's not working. I'm done. I'm frustrated. I can't stand that person. Well, you get to that point because you don't speak up. A lot of the times we tend to just try to fix things with material things, you know, flowers, uh, dinner, concert, material things. But you don't work on the emotional part of that person. And I feel like it's when you do a, a cleanse in your body, you should do it in your heart as well, in your relationship. There has to be a point where you kind of slow down and, and, and talk to your partner, to your wife, for example, and tell her, hey, I just want to let you know how, how I feel about you, how much I love you, how much I care about you. And I want us to remember tonight how we started, how happy you were in, in the first time that I kissed you or when we went out to this place and you know, something happened that day that you guys can remember. But at the same time, I advise you to tell that person also by uh, by us remembering those good things. I want to let you know that I, I want to hear it from you. Is there something that I stopped doing that's bothering you? Is there something that I'm bringing into our relationship that's making you unhappy? What can I do to start to start, uh, you know, feeding that? that relationship with good things. Because a lot of the times we give things for granted. We get in a position where like, I don't need to invest that much in my relationship. She knows that I love her. I don't need to tell her every day. And it's the same thing with guys, believe it or not. Some guys will act tough, but they like to hear from their girlfriend that or, or their wife that, that you love them, that you that you care for them. And it's not a bad, a bad thing to say it. And a lot of the times we don't say it again because we give things for granted. We feel like that person doesn't really need to hear that because she already knows. We've been married for X amount of years or we've been dating for X amount of years and that's it. She knows where we are. And that's not true. That's why I feel you're not being 100% responsible in your relationship and you're not feeding it with good things. And a lot of times we complain that, oh, I want my partner to be emotional. I want him to bring me flowers. I want him to give me chocolates to take me 
on a date. We haven't been in a date for over a year, for example. Well, it's like me telling you, uh, guess what? I'm overweight and I want to get skinny. I want to be healthy, but I keep eating uh, hamburgers and pizza. You're going to tell me, well, if you want to be healthy, look better, lose weight, bring things that'll make you that way. So in this case, you're wanting things like dinners, uh, something romantic, you know, those little details from your partner. Well, maybe it's it starts by you. If you're not getting it directly, you start feeding that into your relationship. It can start by you. And don't take it in a way where, oh, I had to do it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done it. It's the relationship. It's, it's composed out of both persons, not just one. And there's nothing wrong by you starting it, even though maybe you feel you're the one that needs it as opposed to the other person. It has to start with you sometimes. You have to set the example of what you want in your life. If you want happiness, bring happiness to your family, to your life. Start it by you. How can you bring that happiness? How can you bring that love into your relationship? And believe me, if you start doing it little by little, your partner is eventually going to pick that up. Because remember, it, it starts becoming a habit. And a lot of the times we do things thinking, you know, that how that person is going to think about what we're doing as opposed to how is that person going to feel. And a lot of the times we need to invest in that emotional side of that person because we don't touch it that often. It's all how I think, what I saw, how I can relate it to. And how it made me feel after that, after it went through my head. But what if it starts on how it made me feel first, and then I started thinking about it. And, and I want to bring this point right there, where you say, yeah, I do that, but that usually happens with bad things. With bad things, we remember first how they made us feel, and then what you thought about them. With good things, you don't think that way. So it's about time that you start thinking like that for good things too. But don't wait for them to happen. I'm telling you, think that way. How I can bring something good into my relationship, into my family, that makes this person feel this way and then think about it this other way. That's what you need to work on. Because a lot of the times, I mean, you get divorced that easy nowadays Because it doesn't work out, you get frustrated, you end up hating each other. And it's just because you tapped on those and that on that emotional part, but you did it in a negative way. And it doesn't need to get to that. It, I feel like that's like you running away from your problems because you didn't have the courage to even work on your relationship. It's easier just to trash it and, and you know, tear it apart into pieces and, and just hate that person. So... You need to work on, on that. Even if it, you have to try it. Even if it's, you feel it's not going to work, you still have to try it. You have to give it your all because if you remember how that relationship started and now how it's ending and what you're about to you or you're, you are doing right now, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And remember that you're not going to live another 30 or 40 or 50 years down the road. You don't know how much time you have. And is that the way that you want to live your life? Wouldn't you want to see maybe that you end up a relationship in a good way where if you run into your ex 
a year, two, five years down the road, you're able to look at that person in the eye and, and say, hi, how are you? How you been? As opposed to just turn 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 to the other side and, and just avoid that person. Because I've seen it. I've seen it with friends. And that's that's not cool. So that that brings up that point of why it's, it's important to, to do the right thing a lot of the times and have the courage. And now the other thing that happens is when you actually start cheating on your partner and your partner finds out. And let's say this is a guy cheating on, on a woman and the woman finds out and she starts going after the 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 husband or, or the boyfriend. Usually the cheater starts shielding on on what he was missing. He'll start saying, well, I did it because of you. I did it because you never gave me this. I did it because you never did this for me. I did it. And you start giving all those reasons why you did it. You start justifying yourself. And in reality, you did it because you wanted to do it. It was your decision. Yes, you felt that that person, maybe you were missing something from your relationship, but that's just an excuse for you to keep doing and justifying what you're doing. That's all you're doing. So stop doing that. You're doing things because you want it. You're in charge of your own life, of your own decisions. Because if, if you're saying, well, I did it because she made me feel this way. I did it because she wasn't giving me enough attention. Well, if she wasn't giving you enough attention, why didn't you bring it up? And if you brought it up once, then why didn't you end up with your relationship before you jumped into another one? So you see, if, if that was 100% true, you would end up the, end that relationship as opposed to just jumping into another one without finishing the first one. So you're just using it as an excuse. And that's normally the pattern that I've seen. You always shield yourself with those excuses, making the other person responsible for what you're doing. And in reality, both are responsible. Even if, if you're the affected one, even if you're the cheated one, and you're like, I did everything. I did everything. I gave everything. You can feel that way. But relationships are made out of two people. And when someone cheats, there's two people involved always. So a lot of the times you see those things where you get those little signs where maybe that person is changing. It's not being affectionate. And normally we tend to just say, is there something wrong? You've been weird lately. You're not like you used to be anymore. You don't tell me that you love me. You don't hug me. You don't take me out. That's all we do. And it's kind of like a question, complain type of thing. And your partner or your husband just says, well, there, nothing's happening. I'm just tired. It's just work. I'm just stressed. I don't know. I'll get over it. And here's where that other advice comes in place. If you brought it up and you get that type of, of responses from your concerns, then you start investing in it. It's like watering that tree that, that I talked on another podcast. You start bringing those good things, those healthy things that you are missing in your relationship right now, and you start feeding them into your relationship. What's wrong with you planning something for you and your husband? Yeah, he's the one that should be doing it. He's not doing it. You brought it up once, twice, maybe three times. He's not doing it. What's wrong with you starting it, surprising him? What's wrong with, with, you know, doing something that, that your partner loves so much that it'll start making him think or her think? 
if you're a guy and you feel like, oh, my, my wife is not like she used to be. Well, how many times, even though you're tired, how many times have you stopped before you got home and brought, and brought flowers? At least even one flower, one rose, a chocolate. Or you took 10 minutes out of your work day to write just a little letter, four lines. Just to tell that person or even send a text to that person. Say, I just want you to know that I was thinking about you today and you made me smile. That's it. That's all you have to do. And that means the world for the other person when you do it. But you tend to think like, ah, that's nothing. I'd rather get some tickets or a fancy dinner. Believe me, you start. You ha you need to start investing in with those little things into your relationship. You need to do that every once in a while. You need to start somewhere. But a lot of the times we're so insecure that we don't do it. And if the other person doesn't ask us for those things, we say, well, she's just not like that. She's not into that. You don't know because you haven't done it. And that person might tell you, yeah, I'm not into that. That's not true. Especially if your relationships, your relationship is having issues right now. That's where you need to try those little things. You're, you sh that's your obligation to try those things before you, you start thinking about getting a divorce or, or leaving that person. Because we're taking cheating out of the, the equation right now. Because we're trying to do the right thing. So that's where you need to bring it up. Now, the, set, the other thing is when you're going through a bad relationship, a lot of times we don't look for help. We don't consider therapy. We think that therapy is just for other type of people, not for us, not for me. I don't need it. I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. You don't even know what you want. A lot of the times you can ask someone, what do you want in life? What's your, your purpose in life? They, they might tell you, well, I don't know, a good job, money, travel, and, and be healthy. That's it. That's your common answer. When in reality, you don't even know what you want. You don't even know what makes you happy. See, I'll give you an example. For example, when I, I go to work in the morning and I choose to go to work at a, or start driving to work at a certain hour sometimes because there's an area where as you're going on, on the freeway and you start going up on the bridge, if you're there at the right time, you start seeing the sun come out. And you start seeing these colors of, of red and orange just start peeking out. And that's, that's, that's like a gift from nature. And I like it. And sometimes I drive intentionally at that time just to see that. Those little things in life that re remind you of what you need to appreciate, you know? And sometimes I'll take a picture of that and I'll send it to, to someone that, that I like. And I'd be like, hey, I just wanted to share this moment with you. That's it. That's all you have to do. Look for those little details. So now let's go to the other end of this conversation where what if you're already on that phase where someone cheated on you and you're thinking about what should you do? How should you react? Or you're probably thinking, should I get back with my partner? Well, first of all, you don't know what to do and how to react because no one prepares you for those things. You really don't prepare for those things. And all you have is memories from things you watch on TV, uh, stories that have, have happened to other people that you know or what friends tell you, and that's it. So in the moment, you really don't know 
how to react. And I get it that sometimes it's hard to think and you get upset at that moment, you might start throwing things and, and who knows what else might cross your mind. But in the end, that doesn't make you feel better. That's just you releasing that that anger that you have, maybe that disappointment, that sadness. But you don't really deal with the problem. Then the second thing is after you go through that phase, now you start thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? How is my life going to be after this? And a, a lot of the times you get support from friends and family, but I call it selfish advice. Yes, there are friends and family that can give you good advice, but there's also people that give you selfish advice. And they'll give you advice on on what's going on in your life and normally what they tell you they would do if they were in your same situation most likely they won't do it so think about that when when you listen to the, that advice that you're given in that moment you should listen to it but then give a moment to yourself to actually think of what do you want what do you want in life? What do you think about your relationship? If you're breaking up, how do you want it to end? How are you going to feel based on, on your reaction, on your decision? And a lot of the times you have this big task of, if I break up with this person, I have to build my life again. Either from where you live, it might affect your job, your economy, the just the life that you had and a lot of the times you prefer to just put a little patch on that relationship and go back go back and try to patch it in and make it work but in reality you don't fix it yes the, the cheater in this case apologizes and you you might forgive that person in that moment but you never went back to the root of what caused that, you know, a lot of the times it, it ends with a, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. It was just a moment. It wasn't what it seems like. There was really nothing there. Uh, different excuses. And you most likely will take them because of fear, because of that emptiness that you feel in your life all of a sudden. But you don't really work on on solving what actually caused that to happen. And that's where it, it becomes difficult because now when you have an argument, that's the first thing that you throw in an argument. You throw in the fact that that person cheated on you and that other person will throw back at you that you caused it. And it's hard not to bring it up again in a relationship when you're when you're having an argument. And that's because you'd never solve that. So my advice is is fix if you're if you're working on your relationship after you went through through this experience really work on it find out what caused it and how to stop that how to solve that how to fix it right instead of just putting a patch on it and you don't have to rush to to start doing that because a lot of the times I see people they don't take the necessary time 
to work on healing themselves. They immediately go and try to fix the relationship. They try to patch it, but they never work on themselves. They never work on recovering what they just lost internally and mentally. And that's that's what ends up messing you up later. So you need to take some time for yourself to process what happened and analyze what do you want in life? What makes you happy? What makes you unhappy? What things can you work on? Can you improve? And what things you probably can't? Because it's just who you are. But you need to analyze your situation before you rush, rush into making a decision of just patching your relationship. And that's a conversation that you need to have with yourself. And when you're ready, have it with your partner as well. And both of you need to put good things and bad things over the table and start fixing them. Either throw some of them away and whatever is going to make the relationship better. Keep it, polish it, make it work for you. But you definitely need time for yourself. Figure out yourself. Because a lot of the times you forget about yourself because you're more worried of I have to get up in the morning. I have to go to work. I have to take the kids to school. I have to come back and, and cook dinner. I have to go make payments. All of the things that you have to do on your on your regular uh, uh, day-to-day life. And you forget about yourself. So when you go through an emotional event like this, you need to think about yourself. How are you going to take care of yourself? Don't expect the other person to take care of you. You need to take care of yourself. And then you show that other person how to take care of yourself. What can you put up with and what can't? Because, I mean, you're, you're asking someone to take care of you when, when you don't even know how to take care of yourself. And that's where you become dependent of that person. That's where you become dependent in a way that you adapt yourself to that person and you're not fighting for for what actually makes you happy. You just take those little moments and that's it. And eventually you start, again, feeling, feeling uh, that emptiness in you, that you're missing out on some things. And it's because you never had them for yourself. So how are you going to ask that person for those things? And that's what makes relationships stronger. That's what makes you stronger on the long run is knowing what you want. Because when you know what you want, you can show it to that person. And that person can see and learn and see what you actually want, what makes you happy. And now you start getting that in return. But if you don't know that, you're not ready to start just patching up a relationship. And if you want to, if after you go through this emotional event, if you want to cry, cry. If you need a week just to cry, take a week just to cry. But then put yourself a goal where you eventually stop. Because a lot of people get lost in that. And it's just sadness week after week. And it's not going to get better if you don't make it better for yourself. You need time to maybe take a trip. Go go walk somewhere. Go, I don't know, do a physical activity that helps you drain all that energy, all that anger, all, all whatever you're feeling, that sadness. You need to get it out of your system. You can't just keep it there. 
because one thing with negative things, with things that make you sad and, and other negative things, it's just that it becomes something that you start carrying and it gets bigger and heavier and heavier and it starts filling you up with all of that negative stuff in you. But in this case, if you were to feed yourself with good things, with positive things, you actually don't get bigger and start dragging something that gets bigger with you. So I guess what I'm trying to say is negative things get bigger and you drag them with you. Positive things make you bigger. So you don't have anything to drag. You're just bettering yourself. You're growing as a person. And that's what you need to work on. Those positive things that will make you grow as a person. You don't need to drag that heavy bag of negative stuff. That's why you need to solve all that, that negative things that happen in your life. You, you need to deal with them. You can't just pretend like they're not there because you're going to drag them for years in your life. And it's going to get heavier and heavier. And that's going to attract more negative things until eventually you feel like you're not moving. You start questioning, what's your purpose? I don't feel like I'm doing anything. Every day is the same for me. There's no emotions. There's no nothing. I just get up and go to work, come back, watch TV. That's it. That's what, what that becomes in your life. So it's time to think about growing yourself as a person. That way you feel that you move. You start moving forward because you have nothing to hold you back. So I want to end my podcast with that because this is this is a very complex uh, theme. It has a lot of uh, questions and stories and different ways that it can go. But in the end, I just want you to think about yourself. Think about that person that you're about to hurt. And just feel motivated to do things right. Your goal is to be a better person every day. Your goal is to be better today than you were yesterday. I read somewhere one day online that your goal is to make today so good that yesterday gets jealous. Every single day you need to wake up and say, how am I going to make today better than yesterday? As opposed to, here we go, another day. So that's it for today. This was What Would Juan Say? I want to remind you to follow me on social media, Instagram, What Would Juan Say? Facebook, What Would Juan Say? Please give me feedback, any comments that you might have. Make sure you like my page and follow me. Share it if you think this might help someone else. Please do. And until the next podcast, have a good one. say